can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you now. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Hi, Miles. How you doing? doing, man? Yo, we made it happen, right? We yes, it, it did. <laughs> I saw the post you put on your page just now, wishing the lovely lady a happy birthday. You know, I almost thought that the dates were mixed up, that it was her birthday. She's going to bless us with an, an interview. So, Tammy, happy birthday. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice way to nice way to to spend it. Oh goodness, you know, it's, it you've um, since the '80s, you know, your name has been synonymous with with, with a lot of us, and um, we barely see you in interviews or anything. So I, I can tell you that it's um, it's a privilege just to be able to to see you and actually get to talk to you and stuff. That's really uh, sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've, if yourself or Miles have seen any of the interviews I've, I've done. We, 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 it's a very fan base. You know, we always were very curious. We always start from the very beginning, like where you're from, where you were born and raised, and, and so we just go through a journey. Let's do it. Yeah. So, where, where exactly are you, are you from? Born and raised in Harlem. Oh, so in New York. Wow. Yeah, Harlem, and and you know, Miles is from Harlem too. Miles and I went to the one of the only, uh, I guess, privately owned black schools, you wow. know, when we were young. And that's how, it's called School on the Hill in Harlem, in the Sugar Hill area of, uh, of Harlem, because that's where we're both from. And uh, that's how he and I met, but that's where I'm from, okay. Harlem. Still live in Harlem. Okay. Born and raised, my whole family, mom and dad. Wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's so much that we who are not American, even though I went to university there and stuff, but Harlem is very synonymous, the Apollo, um, and, but it's, an, an, it's synonymous with a lot of culture and renaissance. But music itself, where did you get into music as, as a child? Well, you know, my dad was a musician, a drummer, and he played... Um, for the Apollo House Band for a time. He played uh, most famously with Dionne Warwick. He had his longest run with Dionne Warwick, but he played wow. with a myriad of other musicians du during his, his time. And uh, I guess that's where it started for me, you know, just being a, a daughter of a drummer, you know, and, and, you know, I guess some of that fell on me. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, goodness, if that been a drummer, did, did you would you did you listen to any particular type of music growing up as a kid? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, my mom was a huge music lover, so she had a huge music record collection. You know what I'm saying? And and then you know, I don't know, maybe about five or six, she started taking me to the record store to get whatever records I want, Jackson Five and. Okay. You know, the silvers and, and, you know, we had the best of the best then, you know. And then what about singing? Did, where, did you get a chance to, to, to perform as a, when you were young? Well, I started in church like a lot of people. And, okay. and, the, and the school that I went to was a Lutheran school. So it had a church attached to it. Oh, and I went to a Lutheran school. I, I started singing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, but uh, was the... Singing at that point, just church and just having fun? Or did you ever win the vision about trying to make it go forward, come about? You know, I never did a lot of talent shows. I don't think I did any talent shows in my whole entire life. 
Um, it's just was a passion with me. My mother realized it very early. She told my dad. My dad had gotten me a tape recorder and I started recording myself singing against, you know, other records, you know, just studying different Motown music. You know, I, like I said, Jackson 5 was huge for me. Absolutely huge for me. I mean, that, I mean, that's all I could see, you know, from, you know, elementary years, you know, for a very long time. Yeah, I guess until I, maybe I got out of elementary school, you know, mm -hmm. Jackson 5 were everything to me. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but also, too, we had so many groups. The, the Five Stair Steps, uh, uh, the Silvers, everybody was good. There was nobody that wasn't good. And, and, and that just goes to show you how good the Jackson Five were because yeah. they didn't come out at a time when nobody was good. Yeah. They came out at a time where everybody was good. Okay? Yeah. And Michael was just special. You know what I mean? Even amongst all of the talent. Listen. I'm so glad I, I came up in the era I came up in because it was just music just everywhere, everywhere. Everywhere you went, people played music. There were music on all types of um, programs. Uh, the television, um, you know, like the theme songs, they were very popular. The, the commercials were very popular. Mm -hmm. They had Phoebe Snow and Luther Vandross doing television commercials. Wow. I mean, so there was just an enrichment. We had the, we had WBLS radio, you know what I'm saying, with Frankie Crocker, you know what I'm saying? It, I mean, and then I I'm from Harlem. When you go outside, there were people playing music in their cars, you know, every place you went, even if when you went downtown, they used to have CBS radio in the elevators. You remember, Miles? And, and oh, 1010 Wins News, they all played music, didn't make a difference, you know what I mean? Whether it was black music, country music, rock music. I just feel like today we don't, in this society, I feel like music needs to come back and be as important as it was back then. The average person who wasn't even trying, even thinking about getting in the music industry, knew a song and sang a song or hummed a song. The average person today, it seems like only people that are in the industry are into it and a few other people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got to make music like important again, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 that just, you know, when you're talking about growing up in Harlem and the music, I just have this, um, I remember watching Sesame Street and, and you have the high, fire hydrant and everyone's playing in the park and, and listening to music. But the, so getting into say high school, was it still, did you think about career wise or what, what was your, what was happening for you then? No, I didn't think career wise at all. I was just loving music, still studying. You know, my mom let me buy a lot of albums. I bought a lot of Shaka Khan's when I, when I <laughs> transferred from Michael Jackson. I was loving with Michael so much, you know, and wow. then Shaka Khan came into view and that was it for me. I was in love with her. And I just started studying everything that, that all the albums that she did. But then, like I said, there were so many other people. There was Al Gladys Knight, just a myriad, a Natalie Cole. My father, you know, played drums for Dionne Warwick. So, you know, we had her music, a Roberta Flack, you know, the greats, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Brenda Russell, anybody you can think of, you know what I'm saying? Ashford and Simpson, Earth, Wind and Fire, Stevie Wonder, okay? I sound like, I sound like, um, 
the thing on WBLS. Remember they used to have that thing on WBLS? And it would name all of the all of the great Stevie Wonder, Ashford and Simpson, uh, Roberta Flack. And they would just go down the line of all of the legends. You know what I'm saying? This is the era that I come from. You know what I'm saying? So, you know. Did you get to see them, though? Because if that playing for Dion, did you get to see them? During... Yeah, I got to see her when I was small with, with, you know, see my dad. My mom took me a few times, not as many times as I probably, you know, would have liked. But, you know, I did get to see her a couple of times live. And um, like I say, just 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 the era alone, you know, Marvin Gaye and all of these fabulous people. Yeah, and I think, you know, the, you're calling a list of names who had a very distinct style. So like Dionne Warwick sounds like no one else. When if she sang now, everyone will know who her voice was or, exactly. or Patty or, or Gladys. I think now, unless they tell you who the artist is, you can listen to a song on the radio and not know because they all sound all, all mixed with all the tune and, and very similar, similar beats and everything. And it seems to be intentional. I don't know why. I don't know why they don't want to just, you know, uh, discover their own uniqueness, you know what I'm saying, but um, I agree with you, you know, but there are a couple of people that do stand out, you know, young people here and there, thank God, you know what I'm saying, and, yeah. you know, I guess music just has to go through the journey that it has to go through, too, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so when the when did the actual bug to say, okay, you know what, I want to actually do this. When, how, when it, how did that come out? <laughs> you know what, it just kind of happened serendipitously. You know, I began going to the Paradise Garage at a very young age. I was going with a guy and his brother took us to a new club, you know. I mean, I was already going to clubs, you know, some of the clubs in Harlem, Harlem World, the Renaissance, the Rennie, uh, 371 in the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? Different clubs here and around, but I had never been to the Paradise Garage. And my friends, my ex-boyfriend's brother took us one night, we all went and we went that one night and that was it for me. It was, it, it was instant, an instant connection that I knew that this was it. And I tell you, I never went with them again. I began to go on my own with my other friends and stuff like that. And the DJ, the house DJ at the time, period, at the time, period, what am I talking about? Uh, Mr. Larry LeVan, the maestro, the genius, okay? And this guy taught me so much about music. Uh, you know, in our time, we listen to music. Like today, they're doing dance routines and they're just doing so much. <laughs> and it's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And we dance too. We did a lot of dancing, as a matter of fact. But what I'm saying is, is that with the radio and, and times were slower, people took time to listen to music. And then you heard it repetitively, you know, these great Motown tunes and all this stuff. That's why we know the songs, you know. And, and then you heard it in the club, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you heard it at the block party or the boom box was out. You know what I'm saying? So you heard it in the boom box. You know what I mean? Or like Harlem was famous for a lot of bars. You know what I'm saying? It, it was, a, it, oh, it was magical. New York was magical back then. You know, and on a Friday night, people worked all week and, you know, they like they had songs living for the weekend. You know what I'm saying? People would, on the weekend, people would go to the bar, the local bar in the neighborhood. So the 
you would hear the music coming out of the bar. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it just seemed to be magical for me personally. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else's experience, but that's how it was for me as a kid, you know? And then, like I said, I started hanging out in the village, going to the Paradise Garage. I, I actually graduated from the same school that Basquiat graduated from, which is City High School. I went to Martin Luther King for a few years, but then I... Uh, left there and went to graduated from City Ass School, which is in the village, two blocks from the Paradise Garage. So, so I'm saying serendipity. Who 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 can map all this stuff out? You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I was just just going with the flow, living my life. I didn't really have a plan, and my career started. My professional career started at the Paradise Garage. From going there, I met one person, another person found out that I sang a friend of mine, Ernie, Ernie Kendall, he used to work at a record pool. They had record pools back then. I don't know if you know about that, but no, it no, had no. a lot to do with uh, 12 inch, uh, right? It was a lot had to do with 12 inches because they were really big at that time. You know what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and, and different DJs and stuff would get together. You know, it was a place for them to get together, discuss the new 12 inches that had been released, wow. possibly switch, or pick up some, get information. It was more to it than that, sort of like the networking thing. But I met him. He told me about Boy Jarvis. I went to Boy Jarvis' house in, in Brooklyn. One thing led to another. I didn't even realize he was connected with Timmy Regisford, who was uh, a young, up, you know, young, fantastic uh, DJ that WBLS had given a shot to so he could come on and do his own thing. As a young man, he was so talented, you know. Boy Jarvis was an up and coming young producer, you know what I mean? They were doing like new stuff that other people wasn't doing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just, just what I try to tell you, I didn't map it out. I, I just, God just, you know, just led my steps and I just went. I mean, it really, because when I think about it, if I had to think about it, it's like, I, could, I couldn't have made it up myself. That, so I met him. One thing led to another. We did the first song, Hey Boy, that came out. And that started my professional career. My first song, Hey Boy, on Supertronic Records. Uh, Frederick Pereira was the owner of the record company you know, and he was a, a black man. And um, that's how it got started. So what, 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 because I know Tim Redford from, I think from, from, from some early guy and, and new edition and, and MCA and stuff. Um, but what did they try and get you to do? Did they get you just to sing or to write? Or was it like, yeah, we'd like your voice come be on this record? What, what was that? What do you mean when I got to God? Uh, no, 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 no. The, um, the, the song that you, your first song, how did, what did they tell you to do? Did they tell you just to sing on it? Or did they say we're trying to work on, collaborate on it? Well, you know what, actually, um, I had gotten together with Boyd and he had, a, you know, he had the track at his home. Mm -hmm. And I did, you know, like some ad-libs or whatever, melody ads, because that's what I do, melodies and, and lyrics. But I don't think I had like a whole bunch of lyrics that day. I think I just probably had Hey Boy. And I just did some, you know, uh, ad libs and stuff like that. So, you know, we just kind of vibed that day. And then Timmy Regisford was going to have 
I believe his sister or his cousin write the song. And that didn't really work out. She wrote the song and it didn't really work out. And then I ended up writing it. Because you could write or how? how <laughs> well, actually, I had been writing stuff before, just like on my own. But the, the, did it come natural to you to, to be able to start writing those early days? It did. Because as I said, you know, I, you know, after studying so much music, you know, and I did, you know, try to write a couple of things on my own that I had recorded and, you know, just melodies and lyrics and stuff like that. Cause I wasn't working with any producers, you know what I mean? So I didn't have any tracks submitted to me at that time. Yeah. But then when you write, did you, do you have, um, do you just write the lyrics or did you have, do you play the piano or the guitar to, to, to have the music as well? No, I don't play any instruments. It's just my voice and uh, just me. I, I and, Although my mother sent me to uh, to um, Palm School of the Arts to take theory and piano, it didn't work out. Didn't work the only out. thing that worked out was the voice class, you know, because I just didn't have the attention span for it at that time. So mm -hmm. I ended up uh, never learning to read music. You know, like my father, I, I learned music by ear. Yeah. So, you know, when I write, I just take the the music, the track, and I just, you know, kind of go to myself and play it and whatever comes up first. Sometimes a melody comes up first. Sometimes a melody and the lyric comes up. Sometimes a lyric just comes up first. You know, it, it just works how it works. Yeah, so those early days, after that particular track with uh, Timmy Redison, what, 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 what did that lead to? What did... Well, I did a, a couple of, um, they, they call them uh, TV track dates. Um, where you just, you know, you don't have a band or anything. They play the TV track. And I, and it was at a, a bunch of clubs. I, I played the Paradise Garage, as a matter of fact, two nights there. And then I did, I believe I did Zanzibar and a couple of other clubs, you know, around the tri-state area. And um, after that, I just... Um, I just didn't do anything for a little while. And then I met someone and they told me about Uptown Records. And I went there. And of course I met Andre Harrell and I was there briefly. And uh, I met Teddy Riley there. And um, I had a short stint with it. It was very short. You know, I actually did uh, write a song called Wishing You Were Here. It was supposed to be for me. I had a deal on Capitol Records. Oh. Things didn't really work out. I decided to bounce. And they decided to give the song to the girls. Oh. So that was their first song, Wishing You Were Here. And um, after I bounced, I just started working with Teddy. Teddy was still living at his mom's house in Harlem, but he lives central Harlem. I'm Sugar Hill. So, you know, it wasn't that far. But anyway, uh, after we, you know, met each other from Uptown, we stayed in touch. And I would go by his house and he started working on different songs. And I believe the first song that we landed was um, Real Love for Stephanie Mills, which is big because Stephanie Mills, listen, to this day, she's, she's tops for me. You know, these, these kids don't know. Yeah. So I'm saying it's just a premier... R&B singer, 
young yeah. woman, young voice of the whiz. Okay, <laughs> she, she she was you know she was phenomenal. She is phenomenal, but yeah. I'm just saying for such a young voice. I remember when she came in the whiz of the people. Were, you know, she was like a young another Melba Moore or something like that. She had like a big, huge voice, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And it was distinctive. Yeah. So, and then after Stephanie Mills did The Wiz, all of those great songs she had, oh my God, she, I mean, come on. Yeah, but we, yeah, I, I think my audience won't forgive me if I didn't go back to, because um, to you said at this point in time, so you were, singing these in, in the sock circuits and really honing your, your talent and you're looking to become a, a solo recording artist? Not, well, I knew I didn't want to be in a group. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I never had a desire to be in a group, but um, it wasn't so much that I was targeting, okay, I got to get a deal. I got to get a producer. I didn't even really know to do all of those things. That's why I say I was just kind of just led and I just went, you know, and I, and, and, and it's, it, for me, it's the music, you know what I mean? But once I had met Teddy and, um, I liked what he was doing, you know what I'm saying? He was making songs and, and I had songs already. That's what I was telling you. I had been writing stuff on my own mm -hmm. and I went to him and I, and we, I think we did one song together and then I just kept going back over to his house and then, all of a sudden, his thing started picking up where he wasn't just doing hip hop. He was doing, you know, R&B because he started doing Keith Sweat. I sang background on the Keith Sweat project. And then, of course, I sang on the Guy project, the first Guy project. So, um, you know, because he was he was before that, he was just doing hip hop. Yes. Okay. Right said. before that. You know <laughs> what I mean? So I came in right when he was making that transition to... Yeah coming on to the R&B, R&B hip hop vibe, yeah. which is, you know, which is a new, new Jack Swing sound that he, that he created. Yeah, but then, no, so going back to, did, so you first, how did you get the capital stuff? Because you, did you get capital first, then you went to Uptown, was, was that the first? You no, know, I met Teddy from Uptown Records. That's how I met him. Oh, no, no, I'm talking I about the- I didn't know him before that. Oh, no, no, I'm talking about the capital stuff. So before you meet Teddy. That was at Uptown Records. That was all Andre Harrell. Okay. No, but you, you mentioned you had to deal with capital. It had to do with Uptown Records. Oh, it had to do with Uptown. Okay, right. okay. That was okay. all through Uptown Records. Okay, okay. Right. And, and that, so, was all, that was Andre Harrell's doing. Okay. So when you first actually hear about Uptown, because... You know, I spoke to Jimmy Love Jenkins a couple of weeks ago, and, he, and, and they were coming up when they had Heavy D. Were you aware of Andreas, Dr. Jacqueline Hyde, or were you aware of the fact that he was managing Heavy D and he was starting a label? Well, I knew Heavy D and all of those guys back then, Finesse and Sinquest. I was there in the very, very beginning when I met Teddy there. Heavy D and the boys was there. You know what I'm saying? Finesse and Sinquest, uh, Groove Be Chill. You know what I'm saying? Some of the very first groups he had before Mary J. Blige. By the time Mary J. Blige got there, I wasn't there anymore. Yeah, yeah. I was there early, early, early. Early, yeah. And, and we, did, the story of my life, because a lot of my stories are, I'm there in the early, in stage, early stages of the Neptunes, the early stages of Teddy Riley, 
the early stages of Uptown. That's, yeah. you know, that's sort of the story of my life, which is good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of fans asked, were asking me to, when I was interviewing Jimmy, but I, I, I didn't get it out, is that how come you didn't get signed to Uptown because they were aware of your vocals and, and skills? At that point in time, did, did Andre try and sign you or what was the... <laughs> I did get signed. I was oh. signed. I was signed to Capital Records through Uptown. Okay, like the girls. But I then guess, I decided yeah. to part ways. Okay. Okay. Right. right. Uh, did, was there? Was there? Uh, did was there for any particular reason? Yeah, we 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 didn't have a meeting of the minds anymore. Okay. So in those, in those days, it, it was <laughs> was it creative? And because I know your fans are going to be wondering, because we always used to wonder why you never came out with something a solo an album back then. But it was um, did did you get to know much about the industry back in those early days that you thought you know I'm 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 not going to I'm going to turn away the deal that's offered and and until I feel comfortable around it. Listen, that's where I learned everything going through all these things. Every, every situation taught me the industry. I didn't know the industry when I got into it. I knew a little bit. I knew a little bit because my father had been in it. I knew to, you know, copyright my songs and, okay. you know, how to protect my music. That part I knew. But I didn't know the other things that went on in the industry. But I learned. And as I learned, I adjusted it to make it work for me. What worked for me worked for me. What didn't did you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where it didn't work for me anymore. So I parted ways. Okay. And that was yeah. with the, that's the capital deal. Okay. That, was with, that was with Uptown and with, with Uptown. Capital Records. And the thing is, is that, so, you know, the plan was for me to come out on there, but it didn't go through because I parted ways and, and you know, I, just, I decided to do something different. Yeah. And which was, you know, uh, connect with Teddy. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did that because my theory is I'm following the music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 I knew he had something. I, I loved what he was doing. I didn't know it was gonna be the new Jack Swing <laughs> sound. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't know it was gonna be all that, but I just know that it sounded real good and it made and it made people feel good and it made me feel good to be a part of it. And how year was this when you when you first met Teddy? That was in the 80s, like, what, 87, 88? So I think, I, I had he started to do um, Heavy's first album and Kumo D by the time you met him? Oh, he had already did all that stuff. Okay. Because okay. he was at Uptown on his own volition. We met each other at Uptown. Okay. I didn't, you know, I didn't know him before that. And once we connected at Uptown, and we had worked on wishing you were here. Okay. Because Andre says, hey, Teddy, she lives in Harlem and you live in Harlem. And that's why we, it was easier because Uptown was in Brooklyn at the time. Okay. So it was easier for us to connect and we did. And it, it fit. Okay. And, um, what was about Teddy in those early, early days that um, that you could tell that he had something? Because it's easy in hindsight now, seeing after he did 
the whole Keith Sweat guy and everything. But back in those early days, what did you notice about him particularly? Because you, you grew up with your dad as a drummer, so you grew up with, with musicians. What did you know about the young Teddy? Well, you know, majorly for me, like you said, because my dad is a drummer, I'm very... Um, I'm, I'm very keen on beats, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. So, you know, he, he, that was one thing, you know what I mean? It, it, you know, he had a unique hip hop style, you know, about him. Like you said, he already had a bunch of hip hop hits. So I was familiar with that, you know what I mean? And then when we actually got together, I just thought it was dope how he was able to add the hip hop element into the R&B element, you know what I'm saying? And and still keep it both authentic, authentic R&B. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And authentic hip hop. And, and did he did he know how good he was? I mean, I, I, I say this, but you know, <laughs> if, if you're a cook, you know your cooking is good, but as, as, did he know that he was, he was good at what he was doing or did he, in those? I think he knew, I think he knew because the people around him let him know that they loved it. You know what I'm saying? The people at the, at, at what was that? The rooftop miles? Okay. People at the rooftop, the people at St. Nick projects, okay. wherever, wherever his music was played at, you know? And, and, and one thing about people from Harlem, real people from Harlem, we got a lot of new people here. I don't know where they're from, okay? I'm talking <laughs> about the people from my era and the next era and behind or whatever case. We are real people. We're not fake people. We're not phony people. So we're not going to sit around and act like we like the song and we don't like it. Yeah. Okay. So that's how he knew when he played his music, people responded to it in a way where they was really feeling it. Wow. And so you did the track uh, for... Um I've lost it now. Uh, they did a first track for the um, not 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 the girls for the girls. Stephanie Mills. No, no, no. The first track you did with, with Teddy was the, your track. Did he help produce it? The one. Yeah, he produced it. Okay. He he did the track. I wrote the lyrics. We went to Chung King Studios to uh, record it. You know, this is all under Uptown. Okay. You know, and uh, I recorded it, of course, with my voice. And then, like I say, the uh, the business side of music, we didn't see we didn't see eye to eye on that. So then, then, then we couldn't do it. Okay, so that then that's good that you learned that that quickly. But then, you 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 then you the next thing you started to work on with him was that the Keith stuff or. I want to say it was Stephanie Mills first. Stephanie Mills, then Keith Sweat. Um, and then I think we did something for JT for um, from uh, Cool in the Gang. Teddy just started getting a slew of work, just a whole bunch of work. And then right after he did, uh, what's that girl's name? Oh my God, I don't want to fall in love. I oh yes, it's um, a <laughs> Jane Child. After he did Jane Child, like a whole bunch of start work started coming for him, and then. Around then, I think it was after that, they came to him with the heavy D thing. Okay, no, we have to come Right, and then we did Is It Good To You. We did uh, the first, we did the first Is It Good To You, Heavy D and the Boys. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. You're rushing to you. <laughs> you, you. You've got too many good stories that we don't want to rush. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to rush. Because, listen. <laughs> listen. I feel like I haven't done enough, so I'm gonna try to make up for it. You know, from this point on. But in any case, uh, no, you've done. You've done. Well, a very I have good. a few songs. You got to think about it. Hey, boy, is it good to you? Okay. Two versions, but the same song. I don't have a few songs. Uh, once again, Tribe Called Quest. I'm talking about that came out to the public. I have a lot of songs that I wrote with, with these guys that was never released. Yeah. I'm talking about released stuff. Well, yeah, but the, we, we, your name written down and backing vocals. So that's hence we've known, we've followed your career for, for a long time. Even though you, you don't need, you know, we, you know, we probably just saw you in, in two videos, but we've seen you in a lot of things. I'm just going back to Stephanie Mills now. How did you know? Did you did you not pinch yourself when he said, "I've got to, I'm, we're going to we're going to work with Stephanie Mills"? Was, was of course, <laughs> of course, of course, because I like I said, I knew who she was, and oddly enough, the 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 music director for the Wiz at the time was Mr. Tom Bridwell. I did uh, voice lessons with him. He happened to live not too far from me in Harlem. I don't even know how I heard about him. Somebody told me they knew I sang and they knew that he did uh, vocal coaching. And I think this was after The Wiz, you know, had did its run on Broadway. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that I happened to um, study under the same man that did the music directing for The Wiz during the time that she was doing it on Broadway so I okay. I mean I'm just lucky I what can I tell you yeah did you, so what was that first meeting with Stephanie did she come down to Teddy's mom's house or did you go to the studio to to do the work I actually met Stephanie after the song was done you know what I don't remember no she didn't come to the house if she did I wasn't there I'm trying I think I, I'm pretty sure Teddy Teddy gave me the track I went home I wrote what I wrote I came back to Teddy's house, you know, like I always do, and and and, and I recorded a reference, and then um, he gave it to her because he didn't know whether she liked it or she didn't okay. like it, and then she did like it, and she recorded it. I don't remember. I don't remember being in the studio when she was there and she recorded it. Okay, okay. Did, that so, part I don't remember, but so, I did meet her afterwards. Oh, afterwards. Yes, I met her afterwards. Did she know that you were the one on the vocals? Yes, she did. What did she say? She was very nice to me. I met mm -hmm. her at, at the Schomburg. As a matter of fact, Andre Harrell was there. It was some type of event they had. And they and they did it and and, and it was like a um they had sort of like a backyard garden thing in the Schomburg uh here in Harlem. But it's, it's remodeled now, but it's the way it used to be back then. But anyway, they had some type of big affair, banquet, dinner, something, la, la, la. She was there. Andre Harrell was there. I was there. Teddy was there. So, you know. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've heard stories when I interviewed Timmy Gatlin and he talked about how, you know, Teddy's moms used to give him space to do the recording in, in the house. So would you go there? And then he, he, you'd have to track, and then, like Aaron did, go into sort of bathroom and, and lay down your vocals. And was it? How was it back then? Did, did it? Did it? Did you? Could you imagine out of somebody's house, they were creating 
all this magic or did you what did it seem did it seem I mean I just wanted to see how it felt just recording in that way well it just seemed natural you know you you, you don't know you're making history I mean if that's what you're really asking did it yeah. seem like all of that was happening no but what it, it did seem like some type of magic was happening and we were a part of it, you know what I'm saying? Which was the music. Mm -hmm. the, the music itself is, is magical, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, to be, and for me, this is me speaking. I'm not speaking for Teddy. I'm not speaking for, I'm speaking for myself. I'm telling yeah. you what it seemed like to me. The music itself was magical. So we were just all caught up in whatever our part was in the music, whatever, I, you know, my backgrounds, Teddy doing the track, you know, Timmy Gatlin writing, you know, because he wrote I Like, which was one of my favorite guy songs that I happened, I, the only female on the guy album. I saw the <laughs> background. Thank you very much. But anyway, on, and, and on that fabulous, so, so, so cute song, such a cute song. It remains to be a cute song. You know what I mean? So, so, you know. You know, and then Aaron, when Aaron came, you know, and a lot of times we didn't always do the vocals in, in, in the bathroom. Sometimes we would just do them right there in the living room. Okay, so did you work on the Keith Sweat album first or the Guy album? I believe Keith Sweat album came out first before Guy, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. When, when he was doing the, because that's, between that album, the Bobby album and, and the Guy album, those are my top three albums. So I, I think Keith Swiss, the, that debut album is my favorite. Did you, how did that, were you, how, how much involvement were you in, 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 in that? Well, the first album I sang background, I believe on maybe two songs. Um, There's a right and a wrong way to love somebody. You love me right. There's a good and a bad way to love somebody. So that was the Keep Sweat one. And I'm trying to think, was it something else I sang on Keep Sweat? No, I think that's the only thing I sang on Keep Sweat. Just that one song. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's because he had the other young lady sing, um, make it last. Oh. Make it last forever. Ever. That's uh, Jackie McGee, which I wish I would have sung on that. But you know what? I had goodbye love with Aaron Hall and nothing tops that, baby. Okay. Nothing tops Aaron Hall. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Keep, yeah. Sweat, keep sweat. Don't, for me in my book, keep sweat. Don't top Aaron Hall. <laughs> I love keep sweat. <laughs> I love you. But I love Aaron Hall a little bit more. Yeah, but but how was it when? Okay, so you you, you did that track, which did that without that make last. Yeah, that was a, that was a great track. I but love then, that song though. Mm, um, yeah, and I wasn't a part of it. I'm just saying, I, I love it. Yeah, the, but then you 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 when you're on on, on the guy stuff, um, did you did you when Teddy said because you were working with Teddy, you did the Stephanie Mills, you were doing, um, you said JT. But then he says, okay, I've got the guy stuff. Did you feel as if that was going to end the partnership or what was your thoughts? Well, you know, I was just there, you know. You know, back then, you you have to realize this is, a, this is in the 80s, you know, before the 90s, late 80s. 
nobody was really thinking so much about the business side of it because we weren't, you know, we didn't have information the way we have today. And this is before TLC had came out and talked about and explained that, you know, they really took time, you know, uh, Left Eye really took time and explained how a, rec a recording deal is broken down for people that didn't know at that time, if you go back to when she had that issue. Yeah. So I'm just saying, this is pre that. So, you know, this is back in the days where everybody just say, hey, you coming? All right, <laughs> you know? And to tell you too, a lot of great stuff got done in that time because the focus was the music. It wasn't mm. the money. It wasn't fame. It wasn't likes or whatever these things these people are going after today, okay? The focus was the music. The yeah. focus was to make good music. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that, could, that could stand up to a Stephanie Mills, a Aretha Franklin, a, you know, a, a Brothers Johnson, somebody. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It might not have been the top, top, top. Who knows? I don't know. But it, it, we wanted something. That's what I was thinking. And, and it seemed like that's that was... You know, you have to realize a lot of these things were unsaid. It was just innate. It just seemed to come together. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like today when people were so calculated and he thought about so much stuff. Well, you know, you can make so much from a deal. It wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah. It really wasn't. I'm telling you. And, and that's why I love, I, I wouldn't trade anything for, for being born, you know, the time that I was born because people cared about the art of what they were doing. And I think as fans growing up, we could tell, you know, especially yeah. in the 80s, you had Atlantic Star, Midnight Star, SOS Band, you had so many, and it was just good music. It wasn't about the image, you know, it wasn't about the looks, it was about the vocals, the, the music, and it was just, and no one thought about the money uh, at all. It, it, exactly. Yeah, as a, yeah it, 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 it happened in the, in the late 90s, but, so here he, he, he's saying, okay, I'm, I'm, I've got Guy and, and we're working. Did, were you there for with, when they were laying out all their songs or is it just when you, Goodbye Love came about? No, I was there when they did, um, when Aaron came over with Groove Me and not for everything, just some of the early stuff. You know what I mean? Um, Goodbye Love, of course. Um, you know, I was there when Timmy Gatlin was there early on, you know, before he, you know, decided to, well, listen, I happened to listen to the podcast uh, yeah. thing. Of, yeah, I learned so much myself because you have to realize, you know, like, it's just a different time. I don't know what to tell you. Like when I wasn't doing that, I went back home to my family. I, you know, I come from a great family, you know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, you know, I was privy to every little thing that was going on when I wasn't there. You know, I only know what happened when I was there. And when I was around, I was working and everybody else was working. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really hang out with them. You know what I'm saying? And oddly enough, I never went on tour with Teddy. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know any about the shenanigans of the touring. Okay. So I, I have none, I have no shenanigans stories. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. no, 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 we're not that type of show. No. I, and I and I spent almost two hours talking to Timmy and, and he gave me his side and, and 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 that was fine. I just I guess I wondered what was it like seeing a young Timmy Gatlin, a, a great writer, the, the amazing vocals of Aaron, 
and then Teddy, did you could you see something magical happening when you saw them in those early yes. days? Of course, when we did our like in Teddy's house, I knew right then that was something. We all knew it was something special. So, because he because I remember Timmy saying that when Teddy came out with Groove Me, that he called him over to the house, and there was lots of people in the house. Were you in the house when Groove Me was put? I was there when Aaron came over and recorded like the first time, because I believe he brought it over to him, and then he started. I don't know who wrote what, okay? All I know is that Aaron, I was there the day when Aaron started singing and started trying out singing it. Yeah. You know? And and I, I love Aaron Hall's voice. I, I wish he would get out there and sing more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could, yeah, I mean, he was, um, yeah, just just an amazing. But those early days, were they, could you, when, as I said, they, they worked differently as a team, you know, Teddy with the music. Timmy writing, Aaron writing and singing as well. It just seemed like you could see them being the next, I don't know who was big out back then in, in those days, but you could you see them? Didn't, I didn't think about it like that. Okay. I don't know if they did, but I didn't. We just, you know, um, listen, Teddy knew what was going on with his business side. I was just, you know, coming in, you know, as a singer you know, then as a songwriter, you know what I mean? Mm. And um, it just kind of morphed into what it morphed into. It wasn't really structured in a way where, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. It, you know, we just, me, I just went with the flow of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And really, that's the story of my whole career, just going with the flow. But going with the flow of where the real music is at, where yeah. the real music is going, okay? Yeah. Where, where it's coming from the producer, or whoever is good, and I and I usually follow producers because I'm a songwriter and singer. What do I need? I need a producer. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's what makes my the marriage of me putting out a song or a record. Goodbye, love. When 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 that was presented, um, how 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 was it so to you about? We need you to 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 to. To not sing directly, but almost respond from a almost like a I'm out the door and I'm just saying or, or stuff like that. What was it? Was there? What was the concept? It wasn't a lot of direction, you know. Again, it's 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 it's. I know maybe it'd be hard to explain, but you know when you when you meet someone and you have a chemistry with them, you know, and then you speak the 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 language of music, you know. I may speak it through vocals and melodies. Teddy may speak it through his keyboard and his vocoder. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You begin to develop a certain rapport with each other musically, where we understand each other musically. Mm -hmm. So once that is locked in, to me, that's called you have music chemistry with that person. You know, you can make a music marriage as far as your musicianship and their musicianship coming together to create and compose a great song, a hit song. Yeah. So my point, I'm saying all that to say that, no, they didn't give me a lot of instruction because I was already doing what I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's sort of like, we just grew together. You know what I mean? I don't know, maybe, uh, 
I believe they were supposed to be a, a, a duet from, from, from the start. So I do believe that, that you know, I, I don't remember exactly if he said, oh, we're definitely going to do a duet or, or if, but it was a duet from the start. I don't know whose idea it was, is yeah. what I'm saying. I don't know if it's Aaron's idea or Teddy's idea. I'm not sure. That part I'm not sure about. And, and, and so you don't sing it to each other or uh, sing it or how you record it, he records his vocals and you join we in? To, we both went to the recording studio. We went to uh, Tony Bennett's son's recording studio in New Jersey. And uh, Gene Griffin was there. And he recorded his part. I recorded my part. And that's how we did it. I mean, you know, we, we were both familiar with, you know, that type of, um, you know, that, that, that technique in R&B singing where you, 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 uh, you ad lib to each other or you yeah, call yeah. an answer back. We were, we were both, you know, already familiar with that, so. Yeah. How did it feel when you listened to the final, the, the, the final product? I mean, it was, it's one of my favorite songs. A pity they didn't release it as a single, but. We loved it. And then, you know, it was another situation where I believe some of my vocals were turned down. Oh, there's supposed to be more. I believe there was supposed to be more. I'm not sure that, that it, it, the version that's out now, I think you, you're hearing all of them now. Because on the actual Guy album, you don't hear them all. Oh. Matter of fact, I don't think you hear me on the Guy album at all on Goodbye Love, do you? The only part you hear is Baby Don't Go, I believe. Baby Don't Go. That's No, no, but there's that Stay With Me, you know, that sort of... Um, is that on the Guy album? Yeah, that, I've heard. I've, that's what that's, that I've always... Because I asked Tim, I said, who is the female singing the sort of... I you know what? I haven't heard in such a long time. Okay, well... It was more, it was more vocals. It was more vocals to it. And because once again, you know, listen, this is how the industry is, you know, uh, it was a situation, you know, with Gene Griffin where I didn't come to the meeting of the minds. And I, I thought that was the reason why they decided to take some of the vocal off. Cause I have the original on cassette and it was more singing to it. Have you? Can we hear it? No, you can't hear it now because the cassette is nowhere. It's no. It's nowhere. And 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 we. And I. I would have to transfer it onto a file and all. I have so much work to do. I mean, I'm behind. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little behind. Yeah, I mean that. Teddy, be... prob Teddy probably has it too. I, I, I've spoken to to Jean, uh, to John, John Maria about some of the stuff and and stuff. But look, so yeah, you you mentioned no, but it was it was such a it's it's such a i think because it was such an understated it was such a very because you have aaron singing but the way the vocals uh were in the track that i've heard it's really powerful and you could almost feel the the, the it's the, the drama happening um within it um but yeah so it was as i said i told timmy that it was it was my favorite song on the album um, that we had a, a good time doing it. We really did. A lot of people loved it. And even though it's so funny about that song, although some of the parts were cut out, people still loved it. 
and then it ended up getting sampled a bunch of times. So there you yeah. have it. So you, 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 you mentioned um, back in those early days, I mean, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you met Mr. Griffin. Was, was he as intimidating to, 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 to as well? No, he wasn't intimidating to me. And, you know, I had a conversation with a few people about this because I saw the, uh, the Jacked uh, series, <laughs> thing, right? Yeah. Here's the thing with Gene. You know, Gene played two sides, you know what I'm saying? Or maybe more than two sides. And then the thing is, is that he was the ex-boyfriend of my godmother. Oh. So... I don't know if that was the reason why I never saw that. See, and this is what I'm, another thing I was trying to explain to you. A lot of the things that Timmy was talking about during Jack, I wasn't around during that time. That has yeah. to just do with Guy and, and, and what they were doing. I wasn't, I just come in to do work. Mm -hmm. I'm there to work. And then when I'm done working, I go back home to my family. That's how I do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And not saying that, you know, I didn't want to hang out with them, but, I, you know, I, that's pretty much the type of, um, you know, uh, artists I am, you know, I, I go and do the work. And so, you know, and I, you know, so I don't, I'm not privy to a lot of the things that was going on. And no, I never saw Gene, me personally, he was never disrespectful or mean in front of me, okay. you know, and I, and, 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 and I had a conversation with somebody. I said, I don't know him that way. And I said, I said, no, he wasn't mean. They said, no, he was. So just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not true. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but, but I'm just happy to say, happy and blessed to say, no, it did. I, he never acted that way. He just yeah. acted like, you know, the classy Harlem cat, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> in front of me. You know what I mean? And, and that's what Timmy, um, Damien, um, they all say that he was, you know, he was very well groomed and he taught them how to dress and be immaculate and, and, right. and, and have a style. Did you then, when when they formed GR Production, were you working on Abstract and and um, Adesia and and Today and, and all that? Were you with the, Were you working on those? No. Okay, so when when Gene came into picture, did you work with Teddy? Sort of take a break. No, I worked. I worked with him, but I just worked on. Um, Guy stuff. I worked with uh, Atlantic Star, not Atlantic Star, uh, Star Point. You just oh, yeah, Star, Star Point. Point. Um, and a few other things. A few, uh, I, I can't remember everything. I, like I said, we did some stuff for, for uh, oh, Teddy has so much work. I, I just can't even remember it all. <laughs> but I do remember doing some stuff for Star Point. Okay. And that was like a whole album, you know, so it was, it was, it was a couple of songs, like, you know, and I was there like every day at the studio with them, you know, that was one of my first projects where I was there on the scene, you know, we were making some, even making some songs in the studio, you know. Yeah. And, and so he breaks up with, with Gene and did you come with him to do the Jane Child or were you on that, on the Jane Child remix? No, I wasn't on the remix. Okay. I mean, Jane didn't even sing on it. He just remixed it. Oh, okay. The song okay. was already out, you know what I mean? But he did a remix. And, you know, that was big back in that day. You know, you have a song out, and then it would be remixed by a Timmy Regisford, which is the guy that did my first song, Hey Boy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or it just had so many great DJs at the time. But then Teddy 
being a producer, he wasn't a DJ, but he was a producer. So he was doing the same thing in production level, remixing the song. Um, the DJs were doing the same thing. They all were doing the same thing, but they were just DJs. They weren't producers, they were DJs, but they were like Larry LeVan. I mean, Larry LeVan remixed so many songs. He, they didn't call him a producer, but they should have. Okay. He should have got producer credit too. And perhaps he did on some of the songs. I mean, I didn't look at every record that, that he ever worked on, but yeah. that's, that's his talent spanned more than just on the ones and twos. Yeah. When, when the Michael, the Dangerous Project came, came about, did, did Teddy call you to say we need some songs or how did, what, what, I know you did Joy and, and um, remembered, uh, I know what I know about the Joy Boat. Did you get involved with any other things on the Dangerous album? Well, he called myself and Bernard Bell, the only two writers he called to ask, you know, to help him write those songs. We went down there, we wrote songs. I worked on Remember the Time and okay. I worked on Joy. Those okay. are the two songs I worked on. Uh, Michael had um, recorded some melodies for Joy, but, but there were no lyrics. I wrote the lyrics. I used, you know, finished off his melody. I don't think he had a melody for the bridge. I'm not sure. But he, anyway, make a long story short, I uh, did my reference, you know, handed it in and went back home. You know what I mean? And then we found out what, what you know, what's, what stuck and what didn't stick. Okay. And I it, met Michael Jackson when I was there. I was going to ask you since you're... I, you know what the crazy thing is? I don't have a photo and I'm so mad at myself. I don't want to talk about that. But in any case, I, was, I had my camera and everything there too, but I was so nervous. I was just so nervous. I just fanned out ridiculously. <laughs> I was so nervous and it was brief. But I know he would have taken a picture because he's a professional. He's used to taking pictures. But I felt, I kept thinking that since I'm here in a professional capacity, I shouldn't act like that. But I was wrong. I well, should have asked him for a picture. He would have taken it. Yeah, but but, I, I, but in the moment, I mean, you've been a fan since he was in the Jackson 5. What, what was... The first meeting. I could barely speak. I couldn't speak. I'm, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I I, I, I acted really goofy, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> was this in New York or L.A.? It was at the Larrabee Studio in oh, L.A. Larrabee. Okay. And um, he... Bruce, Bruce Sweden was there. He was there doing engineering. And that's when, when Teddy was with Harvey Alston. Okay. Yeah, I heard about Harvey. He has a very funny voice. Um, was was John, <laughs> was John Marie there as well? No, John Marie wasn't there. Okay. They had they had the famous Bruce Sweden was there. Yeah, yeah. And he just passed away recently. Yeah, just passed, yes. Right. But when you met Mike, did, did you reach out to shake hands and he actually say thanks he to was, his wife? Yeah, of course. He was very nice. He 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 was wonderful. But 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 I didn't have that much to say. My it seemed like somebody had put tape on my mouth or something. It was a glue on my lips. It was just crazy. <laughs> I was just looking and it was like, I was scared to look because I couldn't believe I was standing in front of him. It was just, it was nuts. It was nuts. It was nuts. It was nuts. Uh, what, did, what, what did your family think when you told them that you just met Mike? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you know, my mom, 
I mean, she was proud of me. And, you know, my dad was proud, but I mean, they didn't flip over. I think my father had met him also, too, when he was younger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, so after that, you, you did you, when Teddy moves to Virginia, do you leave, are you still in Harlem and you go to Virginia to, to yes, help work? Yes, we moved down there. Are you relocated to Virginia? I relocated, yeah. Okay. And the at that point, they were you, the Bobby album come, comes comes out. Um, I didn't make the Bobby album. I, I was supposed to sing on something, but it didn't work out. I had like a, my throat was really sore or something around that time. I do remember because Teddy, I met Bobby Brown, another very nice, he was very nice to me anyway. Very nice man. And um, I was supposed to sing and I went down there and did vocals, but they didn't come out right. I remember they came out real scratchy and it was weird. You know, I didn't even like them myself. So I understand why he didn't keep them out. And I think, long story short, my voice wasn't, it, it was scratchy. I think I had a sore throat or something. Okay. Um, but then, so you didn't get much work on the Bobby album, but then they started working on I didn't on, get any work on it. On it, any work on it. And on the, so it was Mary Marshall who did a lot of the back vocals on, on, on that. Um, but then when they, they did called, they, they called her after I couldn't make it. Oh. Because mm -hmm. he oh. called me first. Okay. And that very song that she sang on, which I love that song. Is it one more time? Night, it will be all right for sure. It's so pretty. And that, and that, that was the same thing that I was singing, but... <clears throat> It was weird. It was weird. And, and it just happens. And it was one of those things where, you know, a lot of times you might go to record. It might not be a good night for you for whatever reason. Maybe you have some personal stuff that's going on. It's still on your mind. You know what I mean? Whatever. You come down with a little something. But there was one of those situations. He couldn't wait to do it another day and another day and another day. Mm -hmm. So that's why he had to call somebody because I've been in the studio with him, you know, when I was living down there, just other times, you know what I'm saying? And if we had more time to do it, you know, we say, come back tomorrow. Okay. Go home and get some rest. Sometimes your voice is tired. Yeah. And, you know, and I've seen some of the best people. Last time I said, oh, I'm not as good as this person. Some of the top, 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 top people. If you're tired, you're tired. If your voice yeah. is tired, it's tired. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. And it's not going to perform for you the same way that it would when you're rested, when it's rested, and that whole deal. And it was just one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, the One More Night, that's, that's, that's the best song on the album. Yeah, um, the, such the, a pretty uh, melody. That melody was very, very pretty. Yeah. But then we, 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 see, we hear you on Tonight's the Night, um, which, you know, um, which... Actually, you know, if you ask most people who are, are proper are, are fans, they would say they preferred the original album version uh, as opposed to what was released. Um, when you were, it's, it's, did, when you're working on that, um, did you was there any disappointment when when the single came out that you weren't featured on on it? What do you mean tonight? Tonight? Yeah. Um, on Black Street. I was on that. No, no, when the actual video, when they're actually releasing a single. Oh, uh, listen, <laughs> another situation, okay? 
another situation where you don't have meeting of the minds. When you have, when you don't have a meeting of the minds, you gotta, you gotta make moves. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a move maker. If something is, you know, listen, there's a business behind this music, okay? And when the business is not connecting all the dots, then you, you, you gotta make different moves. And that's when a lot of times people part ways and do other things, you know what I'm saying? The details are not important because this is a music industry. It's all, it's all the same story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I mean, sincerely, I'm saying what happened with me, what happened with this one, that one, or the other one. It's because we're in the same industry. You know what I'm saying? For, for whatever reason, it, the bottom line is that you come to a point where you're not seeing eye to eye. You might have been seeing eye to eye all the way up to this point, and you get up to this point. And now you're not seeing it. And a lot of times it has to do with people's growth. People grow. You, you, you met me here. I was a baby. Now I'm here. I'm not a baby anymore. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when people grow and develop, they may want to go in different directions. They want different things, whatever. It's a myriad of different reasons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Uh, as I said, most of us were we're disappointed we didn't see you in, in, in the video because we did prefer the original version and not taking any disrespect from S. Coco and SWB, but as I said, it was because we the album was what we heard first. Absolutely, and, absolutely. Yeah, the, the I mean, I, start, I just remember that I skipped over um, Is It Good To You? It first was on the Juice soundtrack and it was really, it was our first time actually seeing you um, in, in 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 the video and on the on the song, did did he come up with the? Did Teddy come up with the, the sort of the, the music and then he said, "Can you write to it?" Or how did that particular track? No, no, it was on Heavy D first. It was Heavy D and the boys came out first. You know, I actually thought you got okay. So they came out with it. That first. song came out first. Heavy D and the boys came out first, and then uh, an executive from MCA knew about the Juice the Juice movie. And she asked Teddy, could he do something very similar for that, for the Juice soundtrack? And so then that's what he did. And when he did that, he said, can you write some lyrics to it? And I did, because the first one was Heavy D doing a rap and I was just singing on the hook. Okay. I sang on both both versions though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he put, the same thing he didn't he didn't want to put you in in the video or it was did, did you did you mind that you weren't in his video listen you got to speak to heavy d and the boys about that <laughs> i don't know about it uh, you know it, it those this is what i'm trying to explain to you i wasn't privy to the business so it wasn't like when it came out you gotta realize how magical things seem to me i'm just you know Teddy's like, hey, I got something. Come down, blah, blah, blah. Come down. I'm singing. I'm in the booth, you know, uh, whatever. It, and so after that happened, it's, it's not like I go home and like, well, do we have a deal yet? Did you place the song yet? It's none of that. None of that. Yeah, yeah. I just went back home, back to Harlem, hanging out with my friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chilling, relaxing and maxing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And then he would get back to me and then you find out the song was out. And that was it. I didn't get involved with the, 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 the business end of the music business. I just really stayed with the music part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you record the one for Juice, 
and they're saying, okay, we're going to have Teddy Riley featuring Tammy Lucas. So this is almost introducing you to the, to, to the world. What was yeah. your, how did you feel about? I was super nervous, super nervous, of course. <laughs> is that what the sunglasses were for? Yeah, well, no, nah, I don't even know. I guess I was wearing them around that time. I guess that was what it was for. I don't even know. I know we did two videos. We did two videos because we had one video and they didn't really like the, the outfit that I had on. So they, I went back and did a second video. Okay. <laughs> the one that you see was, of course, the one that was the keeper. Because they had the version with, with Akil rapping and then they had one that didn't have the rap at first. No, they both, they both, they both had it. Okay. Okay. Well, the, the, the one that I'm in is the one with Teddy and Rex and Effect. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and Fruit. Both okay. First, yeah, both of them. They had, you know. What did it do for you when you actually were now on rotation on, on your videos out? Did it change much? It, you know what, I just didn't take it that way. I don't know what to tell you. I know it sounds very strange. I'm one of these type of people, I, I'm shy. I'm not shy when it comes to music that I love to do, you know, when I'm writing and singing and producing and doing all that. But as far as, I wasn't so busy thinking about, okay, I'm gonna be on stage, okay, okay. I wasn't thinking about it like that, you know what I mean? And, and, and you know, I guess maybe that's why it was easy for me to um, fall into uh, more songwriting and producing, you know what I'm saying? You know, had I been one of those people that will, will had my, my eye on the prize of being out there front and center stage, mm -hmm. I would have. But I, my love was the music, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I just, and I, I guess I was a little, I probably, uh, you know, a whole bunch nervous about putting myself out there. Okay, okay. And, you know, one of the things that then, because I think when we didn't, after seeing you in that and then hearing you on, on, on the Blacks We Stuck, um, the one thing that we get, you get credited by, especially when I interview Sprague, Doogie, um, when I, I spoke to him about the Neptunes, he says, oh yeah, that was Tammy who, who, who really pushed for them and, 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 and I was looking after them. What, the story we get is that they were in a talent show and Teddy was, was, was there and the judge, and, or, or is, is, was that how they discovered them, winning a talent show? Yeah, he was there. I was there. Teddy was there. A lot of people from Future Records was at, you know, the high school was walking distance from the studio, as they said. Teddy sponsored the talent show because he was trying to do positive things for the town that had to do with incorporating music and talent with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, the Neptunes was the best thing at the talent show. I was there. I voted for them. I was on the panel. <laughs> Teddy came, they won. And after they won, um, I mean, it, it just from that point, it just, uh, you know, Pharrell, very ambitious young man, came to the studio very often. And uh, we kept running into each other. And one of the times we ran into each other, we exchanged numbers and he, I already liked the stuff that they did, but I hadn't really heard a whole bunch of it. And one time uh, he gave me a tape. Uh, we were, somebody gave us a ride home and we were all in the car together. And he gave me the tape 
And uh, after that, that's when I started bugging Teddy. I was like, you got to sign these guys. They're, they're really good, you know? And um, it took a couple of times. And then what happened was uh, Pharrell being the ambitious guy that he is, he started calling me up and <laughs> we would get together. He would come to my house because Teddy's a very busy guy at this point. This is after Michael Jackson. I'm not even sure if he, this was the second album he did with Michael. I don't know. I, all I know, he was very, very busy. So um, although I was signed, I was waiting and I was about to do my project. The Neptunes, you know, were going to do some stuff for my project. And that's how Pharrell and Chad and I started working together because we figured while we were waiting for Teddy to be ready for us, you know, ready for me first, because, you know, I was already there. But the point is, is that... Um, we started working together and, and Teddy was aware. We started uh, recording stuff in one of the other studio rooms. I think it was the A room, A room, B room. I don't know. They had an ABC. I don't know which one. <laughs> it's hard. It's a long time ago now, but we were recording in one of the other rooms there. You know what I mean? And we recorded a couple of songs. Teddy liked them. And, uh, but then, you know, we were waiting, 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 you know, and we were younger then. It was just very impatient, you know? And, um, at some point, Pharrell just decided that uh, we're going to go every day and go and create. And, you know, early on, he had submitted a bunch of tracks to me, him and Chad. He submitted the tracks that he and Chad made together. And, uh, you know, I, I, I referenced some of them. And... Um, that's how it all started. We just began to back and forth, back and forth. You know, I, I taught them all I knew and we worked in groups together, you know? And before I know it, I mean, in, in a matter of maybe two or three years, Burrell, you know, had pretty much mastered the whole situation. Wow. He and Chad. So I think there are two things I caught. One, that, so you were signed to, to, to Teddy and there was a plan to actually do an album. Yeah, I was signed to uh, Future Interscope. Okay. I had, a, I had a deal with MCA. I had a Capitol Record deal. I had an MCA deal. And I had an Interscope deal. Okay. And the, the plan was, was there a, a roadmap to, for you to release an album? Of course, every time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but with the last one, with Future and Interscope, what was it? Every, every single time, okay? Hey, things happen, what can I tell you? Yeah, did you record um, with, with, with the Future teams or were you recording yeah, mainly with... I recorded some songs with Teddy, yes I did. And then I started recording songs with the Neptunes. But it never got to the point where, you know, we could really, okay, we really putting the stuff together because other things came into play. Yeah. So the stuff you recorded with Teddy, what happened to those songs? They're, they're still around. I got them on cassette. <laughs> so are they, were they finished? Huh? Were they finished? A few of them were. A few of them were. But I wouldn't sing them today because they're for a, 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 a young Tammy. A young Tammy Lucas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tammy in her 20s. Yeah, but I think that I think that there's a call by a lot of us to say the music that's out now doesn't we don't relate to it, and no one's making 
the feel-good music from the from from those days. And uh, apart from shitting, moving some of the production, I mean, it's almost like why are we robbed from those type of vintage songs? Well, you know, I, I'm gonna try to I'm try to fill I'm try to fill that spot up a little bit. You know, I, I'm working on some stuff now, and uh, hopefully before the end of the year. You know, it, it it you know it's a different it's a different game now. I'm doing it independently. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it's easier in one way, but then at the same time, so you still you still need funds. You know, if you really want to do it right, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, so. We're getting there. We're doing it. <laughs> As I think one question before we sort of wrap up was the um, um, there was a song that I played. Turn turn off turn off the lights. Was that one of the things you, you guys were doing early on? That was the song that I did with the Neptunes, and actually, that was done after uh, Pharrell left Teddy, and after I left Teddy in 1994. This is something that just Neptunes and Tammy Lucas. Because, you know, it just got to a point where we couldn't see eye to eye with the whole future situation. You know what I mean? So that was one of the situations I walked away from again. And uh, then, you know, myself and the Neptunes, we had locked in. You know what I'm saying? With each other, we began to just create. You know, we did a couple of compilation albums. Uh, we had one that was supposed to come out on, oh my God, on EMI. But then it didn't come out because the executives, I believe, who, you know, were going to give, you know, given us the advance to do it and all that type of stuff. Uh, by the time the album was done, they weren't there anymore. You know, so it, was saying, the, it was the mergers. Those right. Were the and you see what I'm saying? It'd be little things like that in the industry. This change, that change. Sometimes it's not just it's, it, a lot of times it's not all this beef that people think it is. It's the music business part of the, of the thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm a whole nother side than just you know the music itself so uh it didn't come out but um none, none of this stuff is wasted you know what i'm saying when you're creating and doing it's, it's never wasted you know what i mean we worked we worked with joe for a little while before he became you know became uh really known to everybody for his big talent oh you know joe yeah yes yeah right as well as joe stone street the original lead singer from yeah. Black Street, yeah. uh, another another phenomenal singer like Aaron Hall. Now, yeah. see if he, oh my God, if he was alive, I would do a song. And we did some fabulous stuff with him. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I almost spoke about. Um, did you do anything with Diesel, Daryl? Who? Diesel, Daryl Adams from Nine One One and uh, Basic Black. And you know the strange thing is that I've been. People have been reaching out to me saying that they that I did background on a song. You said basic black. No, no, no. I didn't do anything with basic black. I thought you were talking about somebody else. Yeah, no. So Daryl was the lead singer of basic black and also with 911. Um no, no, I met him many years ago, uh, in the early days, but I didn't okay. do anything with him. Okay. I, I sang I sang with Big Bub on um I wanna say uh one of those movies was it House Party? Oh, is it Why You Get Funk on Me or um, um, I can't think I like of your style. style, yeah. I like your style, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, you know, all the tracks, <laughs> <laughs> we know, we know, all this, we know, all the tracks, okay. But, there you go. 
So the other time we saw you there was with Tribe, because I think a lot of us, because we knew you were Teddy, next time we see you with Tribe, and it was like, oh, so it almost, because that was probably one of Tribe's more commercial tracks, because, you know, they were very underground until that that came out. And and, and, I, and I would believe that because you were, because prior to that, they weren't doing that sort of crossover R&B sort of yeah. stuff. How did they reach out to you? They just did. And, you know, another thing I want to say about me, that I'm very blessed. I got to thank God for most of the work that I've ever gotten. Most, just about all of the work that I've gotten. People sought me out. And I have to thank Teddy for that mostly because, you know, I did the Hey Boy thing. Teddy knew about Hey Boy, you know, but that was very underground at the time. But once I began to work with Teddy and all of the different things I did with Teddy, from that, that's how Q-Tip reached out to me. That's how other people began to reach out to me because Teddy was working. The music that we did was was released mm. so people were able to, to to that's how they were able to hear me on so many different like you said I never did an album but I've been on so many other songs and stuff like that and I thank God for it because um people come to me and you know even to this day they call me and they say hey I like your voice do you want to work on something can you blah 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 and that's where a lot of my work comes from you know not saying that I that on a list of people that I could say right now, I would want to work with, of course. But the point is, is that I've gotten a lot of my work from people who already know what I do, like what I do. And I think that, that that's a big thing because you don't have to, it's different when you try to go for a job and it's like, well, then you got to try to make them like you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Whether it's the music industry or any job, if someone comes to you, they already know what you do. Yeah. And then, even if I'm not doing the same exact thing for you, you you know about how I get down. Yeah. And you figure, you know what, uh, maybe I can bring some of that over to the vision of whatever you're doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? For your album, for your record, whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think that's so cool. I thank God for that. Yeah, no, as I said, it's 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 you've got a distinct style and, and voice which um, so many of us resonate with. I think the final question around the final question I had was when you see Pharrell as you know when you talk about Pharrell you, you can put him in the same kind of with Kanye and Jay-Z because he's he's really a big industry player um the the kid you saw back in high school did you think he he was going to grow up like this because not just as a producer but he's 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 an icon he's a, I know. He's, he's everything. <laughs> no, I don't know if I saw that, but i tell you what I did see. I saw somebody that knew where they was going. He, he, he was just sure that he was going somewhere good, okay? And, 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 and he was excited about it. He had good energy, you know, and he had a lot of, got a lot of good music, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and like I say, I followed the music. Yeah. Where that, wherever that music is at, that's where you can find Tammy Lucas yeah. with, with hot producers. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The, 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 the Boy Jarvis and Timmy Regisford and Teddy Riley and Pharrell and Chad, you know, and now I'm working with, you know, 88 Keys and Super Dave West. You know what I'm saying? I follow hot producers wherever I go. Yeah. That, 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 that's my formula because, you know, I do what I do, mel melodies and lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and 
that makes a marriage, you know what I'm saying? And I love other singers and, you know, the all the other players too, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Live instruments, oh my God, we need more. Yeah. We, we need more of that. We're gonna, when I do my project, we're gonna have some live instruments on there, like a Quincy Jones album or, you know, one of these albums that, listen, we need live instruments, come on. Yeah, I mean, we, I just want to ask you about your project, but the one thing is Chad doesn't seem to get mentioned a lot because Pharrell seems to take the limelight, but, you know, he played the saxophone on, on Tonight's Tonight, but so he's, and I think Happy Home or so, but he seems, but he's very quiet. We don't get to hear much about him. What was his thing when you working with both of them? What, what does he bring to the table? Here's what I say about Chad. Chad is a, Chad is a Pisces like me, okay? Born one day before me. Yesterday was his birthday. <laughs> Chad's a very cool dude. But, you know, Pisces in general, a lot of times, we are a shy sign. So I believe that Chad a lot of times may show his shy side. I'm sure he has a more open side, you know what I'm saying? Possibly with his family. And with us too, we know him, you know what I mean? But the reason why we always talk about Pharrell in, in, in is because Pharrell, he's not just a front man. He's the guy that, that, that made all the connections. Chad really just sort of came along for the ride on the music end of it. But Pharrell did music. He made connections. He did everything. He's the idea man. Okay. He's the everything guy. I mean, really, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the guy was super, super ambitious as a young guy. He, he was bursting with ideas constantly, okay? And, and great ideas, you know? We, we made some very beautiful music. As a matter of fact, I want to use some of those songs, uh, uh, Turn Out the Lights, which is the one that the gentleman spoke about, and maybe one or two more, because we made some really, really great music that was supposed to go on the album that was going to be on Interscope at the time. You know, future Interscope, it would have been some Teddy Riley songs and it would have been some Neptune songs, right? Oh, that would have been so, so amazing, yeah. especially, it would have been so amazing. But, so you talked about your, what, what are we going to expect from you? You said by the end of the year, we should expect your first yeah, solo album? Yeah, I'm going to release something before the end of the year, but by the end of the year, hopefully before. Are, we, are you an, an EP, an album, or what should we? What, yeah, what? an album. Okay. Yeah, but not not nine hundred songs. Like about <laughs> no, no, seriously, <laughs> no, about like twelve songs tops. That's it. Yeah, I'm not going up to sixteen and eighteen and I have songs. Trust, I have I have songs where I can do an album, but I don't want to do that. I just want to do a good, maybe a good ten. Nine, a couple of interludes, something like that. I don't know. Okay, you know, we'll see how how it works out. I'm taking my time. I want to do it right. I don't have, you know, a big million dollar budget right now, which I wish I had. You know what I'm saying? Because then I could really set everybody up. All the plate, you know, all of the, you know, when my nucleus up right. You know, my producers, everything, boom, boom, boom. We can get everything popping like it was when Teddy was the man and he had, and even Pharrell, when he's, a, he, I've seen him even before he got to this, where he had three or four studios open at one time. He's doing, because he's doing, not three or four studios, three or four rooms open in a studio okay. with different projects going on at the same time. And I say that to say, I would love that, that budget too, because then I could have 88 keys in one room. I could be finished my song. I could have Super Dave West in the other room. And then, and when the Neptunes come in, I, 
they can finish what they finish and we can get it get it done you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying but when you going on a uh not not a million dollar budget yet <laughs> okay i'll say yet yes okay it goes a little slower yeah it so this super eight um, eight, eight keys and and eight eight keys and David are, are these producers that you you um, you've known for a long time and and and, and what's I have a good friendship with both of them. I've known 80, 88 longer than Dave West, but I've known Dave West for a few years also. Okay, so okay, so what what's the difference with the type of music they're going to help? produce for you oh they both do they both do the same thing differently you know what i'm saying you know i was also going to be signed to the uma which is um jay dilla um and q-tip and was it somebody else jesus christ that was a record company that was going to be done too as a matter of fact q-tip wanted to sign me on those songs that i did with the neptunes that didn't work out either but i'm saying all that to say that i'm bringing jay dilla into the picture because what 88 keys does and what super dave west does is sort of on that same order of a jay dilla you know what i'm saying they're just dope in their own right both yeah. of them are you know what i'm saying and and, and that's the type of producer's I rock with, you know what I'm saying? Like when I met Pharrell, he was a kid. I mean, I was a kid too. I'm older than him, but not that much. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay. I was out of high school. He was still in high school. Okay. But my point is, is that those songs that he had, okay? The first songs I heard from the Neptunes, okay? Yeah. They was dope. I know dope when I hear it. Yeah, yeah. Okay? I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they, at one time they were, I mean, still, if they do come out with anything, they're still the biggest, uh, one of the biggest production team. Um, yeah, but people might be surprised to hear some of the stuff they did early, 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 early. I don't know who's heard that, but my point is that my ear knew then. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it and it's different from the stuff that you that people know them from. Okay, with the um, Noriega and um... it's, it's different from that because you know, of course, their 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 uh, musicianship developed during yeah. that time. You know, under my tutelage. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you still gonna? Are you still? Are they gonna help you with something on your, your album? I hope they do. Hello, Pharrell. Give me a call. You know my number. Of course, <laughs> I hope they do. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. Everybody loves Tammy Lucas. I don't have no beef with nobody, okay? Yeah. So, so who knows? Teddy might be on board too. We don't know. Do you still keep in touch after all these years? I mean, because I know he... Well, not an everyday thing, but yeah, yeah. I still love them. They still love me. Just put it that way. I don't talk to none of them every day, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I have. they know how to contact me and I know how to contact them, you know what yeah. I mean? Because he was on, Teddy was uh, at an interview and he was speaking about um, Nebatiti, somebody who's working with, but he referenced back how he used to work with you. This was about a, a month ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, so, um, and I, when I interviewed Nebatiti, I said, you know, he called Tammy Lucas as, and I said, that's very high standards for him to actually try and say that this is where he is he, working now. But, um, yeah, yeah, we had a great chemistry, Teddy and I. A very, a very, it's what I'm saying. You have a music chemistry with somebody. It, it, it's like being a brother and sister with them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It, it's, a, it's a very personal thing. You know what I mean? It's not something that's just 
it's not something to be taken lightly. It's, it's something that it's a real connection. It's like going to school with somebody and being a roommate in college for four years or something like that. People that, that you, you never forget those people, yeah. people that you grew up with in your neighborhood or some, you know, you, 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 and, and I, that's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we came up in the industry together and, and we made money and made history. Yeah. I always end my interviews by asking my guests that if you were stuck in an elevator and you were, uh, they said it would take about two or three hours, they said, what movie can we put on for you to watch while we get you out? What would you request? Oh, what movie? Yeah. Well, just to make it easy, uh, coming come to America, the original one. Okay. Just to make it easy. Because I can watch that any time of the day. It doesn't matter when that comes on. I know all the parts. <laughs> it's funny. It makes you feel good. I mean, I got a lot of favorite movies, but that's definitely one of them. Eddie, Eddie Murphy and Coming to America, the original. Absolutely. Okay. And then they're about to put on the movie. They said, look, we're going to play a song for you to listen to um, before we get the movie on. What song would you request? I'll probably have to take a little Michael Jackson. Why not? A little Jackson 5. Why not? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, this is not my last song I'm going to hear, is it? Or no, no, no. It's almost like looking for your favorites, your all-time favorite song that you'd like, you know, if I'm going down, if I have to wait here, this is my song. What song? I, I mean, there's so many songs by the Jackson 5. I like, oh my God, I, it's so hard to pick one. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's hard to pick. Anything by the Jackson 5. Anything. <laughs> okay. Anything. Because I love them so much. Anything by the Jackson 5. Fans will always ask, would there be a chance that you ever record your own version of Joy? Well, there's one already recorded. Where? It's called a reference vocal. <laughs> but is it out? We can we say, how can we hear it? Teddy has it, and and I'm gonna tell you how he has it. I recorded a fresh reference for Black Street, and then Levi listened to my reference. So some of some of Levi's ad libs, which he did a superb job. Oh my God, superb! I mean, Teddy, listen, Teddy knows how to find that talent now. Okay, but in any case, and they're drawn to him. All of them. He didn't look for everybody. A lot of people the same way. They came to him, you know. But the point is, is that um, I did a reference, so they have that. I have it somewhere too on cassette. <laughs> I keep I keep all oh, listen. I have every. I have to get it properly all transferred onto files, though, and 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 and, and released and streamed and stuff. So that you because yeah, we, you we know did. what you're giving me ideas. I didn't even think of that. I didn't <laughs> even think of that. Thank you very much for that idea. <laughs> yeah. you know, because you know you don't think about that, but people do. They now is a time where people buy vintage stuff like that's like a yeah. vintage recording. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh man, I'm going to listen. I'm digging in the craze this weekend. Yeah, and you do have you do have the name. You do have a brand name that that people always search. Do I? <laughs> listen, and I, and I'm saying that and I'm being real funny, but you never feel that way. You know what I mean? Maybe some people do, but you know, 
Yeah, you know, if there's any, you know, there's there's a massive following for Teddy, but for those who follow Teddy, follow the people who were around him. So, you know, from Black Street, um, I interviewed Levi um, a couple of weeks ago, and Eric, and and uh, you know, also with, with you know Chelsea, Mucho, Scott, um, John Marie. And people were interested in the stories of back in the day because they followed Teddy and they followed the, the transition and they and, and they wanted to hear about everybody. And so like, oh, where's Tammy? What did she do? So if you came out with a track, as I said, when you were on Tribes, their stuff, we all bought it because we, th we still thought, oh, Teddy's probably involved with it because you were so close to him that anything you did, we, we associated him with. So yes. If you came out with a single, it, it will get its attention because you do have people who are very familiar with your name. So it's a, it's a very, as I said, but it's, we don't, we haven't, we don't hear too much from you. So it would be great if you release stuff, stuff to stream, even stuff just to get out there so that people like can say, oh, there's some new stuff from Tammy's ahead of. I'm definitely yeah. working on some stuff, but that other idea, I wasn't thinking about that. So I'll, I'll, I'll definitely put that into plan too, because I didn't even think of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's absolutely everyone's streaming, um, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Spotify, whether wherever it is, it's it's all about streams. It's all about play. It's all about even if you don't have a video, but as soon as it's out there, even if it's on YouTube, doesn't matter who plays it. It will get. It just gets a, a notch, and the revenue comes through. So that's why I say when you you copyright it and submit the stuff, you get. Yeah. So we need to hear your music, you know, because you've done so much, but yet we, we've been we've not seen a lot or heard a lot. So it would be definitely great and stuff. I took a long break off, but I'm I'm, I'm back. I'm back to it now. Yeah, and, and and I'm I'm working on some stuff that I'm I really love, you know. So um, we're gonna we, we we're gonna get it together this year for sure. I thought I was gonna do a 2020, but 2020 turned into a whole nother year. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it did. But I think this is the time, you know, this 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 year. Um, but you know, you you started to get active on 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 Instagram. It is very important to. You know, for us to see who you, how you are, and, and listen to stuff because it is an amazing tool. You'd be surprised how much people um, really use this as a as a network and stuff. I mean, I've used it to get a lot of interviews, but it'd be great to to let us know that you're you're back and you're doing stuff um, because that's that's changed now. It's it's not about the radio DJ. It is really your social media yeah. interviews like this and some music to accomplish it, accomplish accomplish it as well. Yeah, well, I'm going to work hard on the songs, and as soon as they get where they need to get, I'm going to release them. Yes. You know, because, uh, to me, that's, that's, that's the whole meat and potatoes. And that's why I didn't do a lot of interviews initially, because I just felt like, well, I don't have any of my music ready yet. But then my management convinced me, you know, go ahead and do a few few interviews, you know. Yeah, let people know that you're around us to share stories. And I appreciate Miles for, uh, for for setting this up. And I'm sure he's going to know how to, you know, as I said, even if you've got some tracks that you want to leak out so that it is some, it, as it gives, it generates a buzz. You know, you, you sometimes, even if something very old, if you leak it out, it generates 
a buzz that, oh, Tammy's she's coming up with stuff. And so it just gets us ready for it and stuff. So, yeah, if there's anything that we could do to at least to start the ball rolling, um, you know, I'll, 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 I hope Miles going to send, send it our way. Then as we're putting out the interview, we could put out like, here's a snippet from an old, that's a song that, you know, Tammy did a year ago, two years ago and stuff. So we can, and she's coming out with something new 2021. We'll keep you posted. That's for sure. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and well, you know, just thank you for all your, you know, your interests. Oh, I appreciate good. it. No. Very kind. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, the fact that I, I actually, when you put out your picture that it's your birthday, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm not going to have this interview then because, you know, so I, 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 I'm very humbled that you actually took time today and you accepted the interview. Um, it is, it's, it's going to make a lot of our fans happy to, 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 you know, to hear from you, to hear some of the, 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 the backstory, to actually, that the fact that you sang for us once or twice has been, it's also good. And so I appreciate that and um, appreciate Miles for, for being patient enough to, to sort it out as well. Um, so I do look forward to hearing some music um, because I think that's, that, that's what we're looking for, just to, just to keep your, your name in. in Absolutely. In, yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree. Yeah, to keep your name out there so people can say, okay, well, this is, you know, this is what's, that's why they do mixtape, just to say, even if it's not the original one you're selling, but it's the, a way of saying, okay, we haven't heard this, and it generates the buzz. So, um, yeah, I'll look forward to some of that. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel, but most importantly, to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview. Loads to come, but thanks a lot for watching.